0: welcome to the Central Live podcast with Pastor Jim Caldwell. At Central Baptist Church in Phoenix City, Alabama, it's our mission to make disciples who make disciples. Let's join Pastor Jim as he shares today's message. Amen. God is good all the time. He is so good. So glad to have you all here. I was just looking at the list of everybody. Golly, there's a lot of people on today. So excited to have you all. Uh, good morning, everybody. Cindy and Jacqueline and Joey and David and a whole bunch of people are on. So we're grateful that you're here. Again, if you're a guest with us, man, give us a thumbs up today if you're a first-time guest or a heart, hey, if you're just... Uh, just uh, here visiting with us regularly. We, we have several people who've been visiting regularly online, and so I'm just uh, grateful uh, for you coming and being a part of Central Baptist Church. Again, we are reopening next week, so if you want to come, we'll love to see you, but uh, we'll see you online too. So we'll, we're going to be here online as well. Well, y'all, we live in turbulent times, don't we? I don't think any of us have ever seen anything quite like this. You know, things that we took for granted, you know, just even months ago, we don't have anymore. Things that were weren't once normal aren't normal anymore. We're having this radical culture shift. It's radical. I got to tell you, there's never been a time in my life that I couldn't hug somebody. Uh, that is so weird and so different but we are right now in this new reality. And that's today's message. Today's message is called The New Reality. In the new reality, I want us to look at the new reality from a really old book in the Bible, okay? I want you to turn in your Bibles over to Isaiah chapter 43. We'll be there in just a minute. See, I I, I want us to look at Isaiah 43 I want us to look through the lens of the new covenant of what Jesus has done for us and then translate those truths into today. Are y'all with me? Can y'all, can y'all make it through that? All right. I promise it's a really short message, but I'm going to tell you a really powerful message that God's laid on my heart today. So the nation of Israel, who this book was written to, they were God's chosen people. And man, they messed up. They made really bad choices a lot. They made a lot of bad choices. But you know what? God never abandoned them, ever. He didn't abandon his people. God never abandons his kids. And so if you're on this journey with God and you have a relationship with God through Jesus, he's never abandoned going to abandon you. Isn't that a great truth to start out with today? God is there. He is not ever going to abandon you. So Isaiah 43.1 has been up. It says, uh, but now thus says the Lord. That's a word from God, right? Thus says the Lord, your creator, O Jacob, and he who formed you, O Israel, do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. Well, I've been talking about this a lot since coronavirus, but God keeps telling us over and over and over, do not fear. Do not fear. And when you're a child of God, you have nothing to fear. Nothing to fear. No matter what trial, what circumstance happens. See, God has redeemed you. That means he bought you back. He bought you with a price. He he paid for you to have relationship with Him, for you to have eternal life, but not only that, to have life right now abundantly. He knows your name. When you're God's child, you're His. You are His. Are you God's child? Do you know Him? Do you have an intimate, personal relationship with Him? I'm never going to stop talking about it because that's what's the most important thing is is knowing God and Him knowing you and having that relationship. Well, moving on to verse 2, Isaiah 43, 2 says, When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they will not overflow you. You will walk through the fire, you will not be scorched, nor will the flame burn you, for I am the Lord your God the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. See, God makes some promises here to the nation of Israel. And you know, not every promise that he makes to the nation of Israel is is a promise for us today. But you know what? As you look through the lens of what Jesus did for us, you can find principles that hold true through eternity. Some Some of what he said was just for the nation of Israel. But a lot of what he says, in fact, that's the way the whole Bible is. There's principles that come forth that come to us. So he makes some promises, and I I believe these promises are totally transferable. When When you look in the new covenant, you see through Jesus, you see these truths played out over and over. And so what are these promises that we can bring into our lives today? The first one is that I will be with you. I will be with you. Man, that, to know that he's there. You know, I, I, I've been through seasons of my life where I didn't feel like God was there. But you know what I found to be true? He was there. He's, he was there. He wasn't hiding. He wasn't running away. Usually it was me that was running away or not listening or, or not doing what I was supposed to do. See, God is with you. And then the second thing he says is that God will protect you. He said, I will protect you. Do you think God's big enough to protect you through this season? Through this season that the whole world is is turned upside down. Is God big? Is your God big enough for this? Because the God of the universe is big enough to handle it. That's why he says, do not fear. That's why he says we don't don't have to live like that. No matter what's going on in your life, whatever the circumstances, he will protect you. He will do what is best for you. What's best isn't always what's easiest, though. But he's there. He desires to protect you. He wants you under the shadow of his wing, as we said earlier. And then the third thing out of of those two verses is that He is our God, and we can trust Him. He is our God. We sang the song, Our God. He is our God, and we can trust Him. We can trust Him through the emotions, through the fears, through the things that are going on. We can say, okay, my flesh says I want to fear, but my spirit says, no, God, I trust you. I believe you. My flesh says, I just want to run and hide. And God says, No, you're my child. I'll protect you. You know, God never promises it's going to be easy, but he promises that he's going to be there with you. All right, I want to ask you a question. On a scale of one to ten, right now, what is your trust level in God today? Scale of one to ten. One being man, I'm not trusting him at all, or 10 being, man, I I have full confidence, and I'm living out of it. I'm living out of full confidence. Is it closer to the one end, or is it closer to the 10? Where's your trust? Because God wants, wants us to be headed in that direction toward the 10. He wants us to fully trust in him no matter the circumstances. Now, I'm going to tell you, that doesn't mean that you pretend bad stuff's not happening. I'm not telling you to do that. Uh, the way we put it in my family, and I've said this many times before, is you can go there, but you can't stay there. You can go there, you can have emotions and feelings and, and feel like God's left you, and, and, and it's okay to feel like that. But, but at the end of the day, you've got to come down and say, I trust God. Either he gave his life for you or not. Either, either He gave Himself for you, and you can trust Him. I mean, if we can trust Him with eternal salvation, why wouldn't we trust Him right now? That doesn't make any sense. Why wouldn't we trust Him right now? Again, emotions are real. Emotions are responders. We're going to have emotion. But in the emotion, we've got to bring back to the truth. We've got to set our mind and our will to Lord, I know you are the truth, and I can trust you. You will protect me. He promises it in his word. Well, we have talked about this a lot lately, too. You know, God desires and deserves to be the king of your life, to be on the throne, to be calling the shots in your life. Where, where's God? Is he calling the shots in your life? Isaiah 43, verse 10 says this, You are my witnesses, declares the Lord, and my servant who I have chosen, so that you may know and believe me and understand that I am he. And before me there was no God formed, and there will be none after me. I, even I, am the Lord, and there is no Savior besides me. See, if you're a child of God, you're, you're a witness of his. You're a witness of his power. You're a witness of his life living in you. You are, you are a witness. And you know what? God, uh, we're here. We're his servants. And, and God is God. He is above us. We can't, we, we don't have his thoughts on our own. We don't understand his will on our own. It takes that relationship with him that happens only through trusting in the shed blood of Jesus for forgiveness of sins and his resurrection from the dead to give you his life. It's only in trusting in that, that you receive salvation, that you receive that. You know, God was really has always been really big on not having any idols, any gods before him. It made it to the Big Ten, right, the Ten Commandments said, you shall have no other gods before me. And you know, anything that we place in our lives above God, that is an idol. And so many times, I'm just telling the truth, we put ourselves on the throne and we become our own God. And God is somewhere in second place, third place, somewhere our priorities are messed up. Because, Because God says, I am the Lord your God. I'm the one. I'm the only one. Is God on the throne of your life? Is he the king of your life? Is he calling the shots? Or have you made yourself the king of your life? Because God, he, he's going to keep after you. He, he, he desires to have a throne, but he will never force you. He will never force you. Who's on your throne? Is it your selfish desires? Is it, is it your fear? Sometimes we put fear on the throne. We just, we want to be scared. We, we, we wallow in it. And we put fear on the throne of our lives. Are, are things that we have, or the things that we have been allowed to be stewards of, or things maybe we don't even have, are, are they more important? Are they taking the throne of our lives? Maybe it's people. Can I tell you, even your family can be an idol. You can you can look at them too highly and put them on such a pedestal that that they are idols in your lives. I know sometimes it happens with kids and and things. We make them idols in our lives. Where, who's on the throne? Who's on the throne? of your life because if anything or anyone else is on the throne is calling the shots for you, can I tell you, you are not in the will of God. You're not in the will of God. He calls the shots. That's how, that's how we find his will is by being surrendered to him, allowing him to live in and through us. That, that's how we find his will because he's living his life in and through us through the power. Of the Holy Spirit see if you're on the on the throne or anything else is on the throne of your life you cannot be the witness he desires you to be you can't be the person he desires you to be you you can't be under the shelter of his wing and be going off in your will instead of his will that's just the facts of the word see God's real serious about being in charge of our lives. And it's not because he desires, you know, this, you know, I want to force you to do that. God's not like that. God desires for you to desire him and his will because it's what's best for you. He knows it. And, you know, I'm going to tell you, most of us out there, we know that God's will is, is what's best for us. We know that in our heads, but it hasn't ever made it down to our heart because we act like we're the king and we live our own lives and we do what we want to do instead of seeking God and finding out what he has for us and what he desires us to do. Where's your heart? Is it on him or is it on you? See, Israel had a heart problem back during this time. They kept going away from the God who had delivered them so many times. We tend to do that too, don't we? Hey, has God ever done something really special for you? And then it seems like minutes or days later, you forget. You totally forget. <laughs> you, act, you start acting like God never did that and you're in fear, living in fear, living, living out of your own self, living out of you. Don't live out of yourself. It's not what you need to do. We have such a short memory for the things of God so many times. I don't know why, but it doesn't need to be that way. It doesn't have to be that way. See, we have to make a conscious effort. That means our mind. We have to set our mind on it. We have to set our will, what, what we're going to do. We have to set our will that we're going to follow God no matter what. And you know what? When you set your mind and your will on following God, your emotions will come into line at, in time. Your emotions, emotions just are responders again. But when your mind and your will are set, your emotions won't change what's going on in your mind and your will. You'll be doing the right thing even through the hardest seasons of life. I think this next passage is really a word for us today. It's hard because it requires change. How many of you like change? I know, I'm one of the few. I do, I I like change. But then again, there's some things I like to stay the same. I think this is really a word for for this church, for this time. And so I, I, I want you, I want you to contemplate this, okay? I want you to to think about this. I don't want this. I, I don't want you to to hear this word and let it go in one ear and out the other, okay? I want you to contemplate it, to meditate on it, to think about what this is saying. Because I believe that those who heed the word, is wise. They're wise. And those who don't heed God's word, foolish, right? Wisdom, foolishness. Isaiah 43, 18 says this. Do not call to mind the former things or ponder things of the past. See, God was talking to the nation of Israel, and he was telling them that things are changing. Things are changing. Don't hold on to the past too tightly. Well, I, I don't consider myself a prophet or the son of a prophet. But I think this is true for us today. I think this is true for us today. I've been, In fact, I've been saying it for five years. I'm sure some of y'all have heard me say it. We can't hold on to the old stuff that's not working. We can't hold on to the old things because they're the old things that used to work. We live in a different world. We live in a different place. And God's church has to move on and change the method, but never change the message. That's the key. We've got to change methods. We've had to change methods just coming to doing what we're doing right now. And can I tell you, it's going to be changing even faster. It's, It's not going to slow down. So, if you're thinking next week you come back and everything's going to be exactly the same, it's not. It's never going to be the same. But it's going to be better. If you'll let God do what He wants to do, if you'll allow Him to do what He wants to do, it's going to be better. Because God has called us for such a time as this. Be ready for the new that God is ushering in. Be ready for it. See, God is given central, and he's given every single church right now. I, I believe he's calling his church to kind of a reset, to say, you need to put me as the number one in this thing. You, you've done your thing for long enough, church. Put me first. That's his desire. I, I, I believe we're set up right now for, for a worldwide sweep of God's spirit. I believe we're set up for it. But I, I also believe only those who are willing to get their hands dirty, who are willing to jump in and do whatever it takes, they're the ones who are going to be left. They're the ones that are that are going to be pushing God's agenda instead of their own. It, they, it's going to be beautiful. But you got to get in on what he's doing. You, you can't have things the way they always were, things of the past. He's changing them. He's changing them. See, he's given us this chance to follow him instead of just hanging on to the things of the past to just follow him, to trust him, to believe him, to think outside of our little box of what we think church is. He's given us that opportunity. Look at verse 19 with me. It says this, Behold, I will do something new. I say, I believe he was saying that to Israel, but he's saying that to us today. Behold, I will do something new. Now it will spring forth. Will you not be aware of it? I will make even make a roadway in the wilderness, rivers in the desert. See, just as in Isaiah's day, God's ready to do something new. Are we going to hold on to the old like the Pharisees did in Jesus' time? Or are we going to let go and let God do his new thing? And it may not be comfortable. It may not be easy. In fact, I can promise you it's not going to be easy. It's going to be hard. But remember what we were promised? God's with us. God's protecting us. God's strength, His power lives in us. There's nothing we can't accomplish. Nothing that we can't accomplish. So are we willing to let Him have the freedom to change us? To change us from the inside out? To to allow us to let go of the old... And, and to welcome in, usher in whatever he's doing in whatever way he wants to do it and whatever that looks like. Are we willing? Are we ready? Are we able? Will we let him leave, lead or, or are we going to stay stuck? Because, I mean, that's the choices that we have. We can stay stuck. Will we go down fighting God's battle? Because that's what he desires. And that's the choice we have to make today. And that brings us to a time of response. And I'm going to ask Dee, Dee and Jeremy to come on up. I mean, here, here's, here's the, the response time. Will you go on this journey with me? Will you go on this journey with me? Man. I want us to uh, pray here in just a couple of minutes, and after this prayer, if you're ready for the journey, I, I want you. To, I want you to say so in the comments. I want you to say, "Let's go!" Thumbs up. I'm excited. God is good. He's taking his places. Maybe this morning you don't have a relationship with God through Jesus and you need him. I want to encourage you this morning. uh, You're going to see a link come up. Uh, If you don't have that saving faith, call 334-298-0923, extension 110. Man, i got counselors that want to talk to you, would love to to lead you to Jesus, to show you how awesome he is, how good he is. You know, we sang about the goodness of God earlier. What a beautiful statement. He is good. He desires what's best for you. If you don't know him, please call uh, right now. Listen, are are you ready to look forward at this new thing God's doing? Are you willing to go? I I encourage you on on the journey. Just uh, after we pray, I want to encourage you. Let's encourage each other on the Facebook chat, okay? Let's encourage one another and spur each other on to love and good works because it's going to be hard, but we're going to do it together and God is going to get great, great glory. Do you believe that? Let's pray. God, I thank you. You are so good, Lord. Lord, I, I just pray that you would build our lives. Lord, to be exactly who you desire us to be, God. If there's anybody out there listening today that doesn't know you, have them call just to question, just to talk. Lord, even if they're not ready to to respond to the good news, Lord, just to talk. I pray, God, they would call right now. I pray, Lord, also for your church at Central and for for all, all of our people, God. I pray that You would just put on our hearts, get us ready to go. Because you are calling us, God. You are calling us to new places. You are calling us to new. And Lord, we we can't look back. We've got to keep looking ahead. And God, if if we keep looking back, we're going to be like Lot's wife. We're going to be totally ineffective, gone. God, help us look ahead to you. And we're going to trust you to do what you need to do, for we pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Central Live podcast. If you'd like more information, visit our website at centrallive.org.